Welcome to You Need to See This, a weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. I'm Cozy Orland, and I'm joined by my co-host, Luce Tomlin Brenner. Hello, Luce Tomlin Brenner. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. I actually dream of a time where I could just be Luce. I really want to cut my last name off because it just is a mouthful. It's a fair amount. It's a cool, it's a cool one though. I do like Thank it. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe I'll keep it. One day we'll all be able to cut off our last names and just be one name entities. I you feel like we both too. can pull it off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, let's hope for that for each other. Yeah, that's the club we all get to join one day. <laughs> that's the Hollywood promise. <laughs> Us and Madonna. Yeah, it's true. Oh, we're we're comedians, we're writers, we're filmmakers, as if you have not already realized from our amazing repartee. And we're also a couple of hard-boiled dicks. No, no, no. I immediately regret saying that. No, no none of what? that is true. It sounds very terrible for all the reasons. Oh, mm-hmm. we're people. We're people who are detectives. <laughs> uh, every episode, one of us tries to convince the other and the audience that they need to see a specific film, sometimes about detectives. We do it all with no spoilers. Woo-woo. Woo! Uh, and as a matter of fact, today, we're going to be talking about 2016 slick 70s guys with guns solving some crime movie, The Nice Guys. And Luce, you need to see this. Oh, The Nice Guys. I haven't seen this. I do like Ryan Gosling. I Good. don't like Russell Crowe. Good. I like both of those things because before I saw this, I also did, I didn't give a fuck about Russell Crowe. That was my spot for him. I was mm-hmm. like, this guy is just not in my wheelhouse and never will be. Yes. But Gosling's I, right I, there. <laughs> okay. The, the Gos cancels out the crow. I would say that he elevates the crow in this. And they I have, both uh, have bird last names. Right? And they talk about birds in this movie. What? And it's okay. really kind of great. <laughs> I'm in. Never mind. Perfect. You can stop. <laughs> we did it. Oh, we did it. This is so perfect. I love birds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) I'm fascinated by why you like this movie because it seemed so doodly. Right? Yeah, masculine in a way you typically don't like. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know why I originally wanted to see it. I was like, sure, why not? I'll check it out. It's got Ryan Gosling in it and... Might as well. Maybe I had maybe I had seen like a McDonough movie or something and I was like in that mode mentally. Mm-hmm. Um and and I was like, who knows? And this one, this is a good version of one of those. Thank goodness for that, right? Because you never know. Yeah. Okay. I am yeah. intrigued. Oh, perfect. Well, let me tell you a little bit more about the film. Uh, this movie. Oh, thank you. This film is directed <laughs> by Shane Black who did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I love dearly, but I've been told maybe doesn't hold up as well. Uh, he did Iron Man 3. He did Lethal Weapon. He did The Monster Squad. He's done a lot of things. Hmm. Have you okay. seen any of, any of his things? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I remember liking when it came out. But yeah, hmm. I haven't. I only watched it the one time. Same. Um, I haven't seen any of those other movies. Perfect. This is a, <laughs> bit, this is a bit of a fresh one I then. I like no that. I have no feelings about Shane Black. That's perfect. I like that. I think that, and the fact that you did see Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is good because I think that's probably the main reason I saw this because I remember oh, loving it so okay. much. Yeah, I was like, this guy I can trust with guys with guns. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and he's like, he's like the lethal weapon guy. So he's like the buddy comedy, dark comedy master oh, in that way. Right. Lethal weapon I have seen also. Oh, perfect. Yeah, he's, he's this guy. 
who he's okay. this guy who like became better after that. It sounds like interesting or, or okay. more nuanced, maybe or more dark something. I don't know. I never saw Lethal Weapon, so I'm trying to remember what I remember about it. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to. Uh, it's like still very funny and it's like a good action movie. It's mm. just hard to look at Mel Gibson's face. Yeah, no one should ever look at Mel Gibson's face. I that's I am the whole not a thing, fan. right? Yeah, yeah gotta get rid of his face. Yes, please. If he is just on radio, still not a fan because of all of yeah. his voices. But yeah, that face cool. <laughs> the whole body. He should really just be relegated to working on the railroad or something. That whole vibe. That's railroad vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the movie was written by Shane Black as well, along with a guy named Anthony, Anthony Bagarozzi, who does not really have any other credits, but probably will develop some in the future because of this movie. Oh, wow. You really believe in him. I do. A little. Okay. <laughs> I think I saw some some in-productions on his IMDb, and I was like, oh, okay. He's got some stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's all somewhere in the middle, but it's, let's say it's mostly Shane Black. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it was originally supposed to be a TV series, and then they realized it didn't really have legs, and then they realized it should be in the 70s and all this stuff, and so they moved it around until it made sense, basically. Uh, this movie is starring Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling and an actress named Angauri Rice, hmm. who is Australian, but I would not have thought that in this movie. She is very good in American accent. She killed it. She's uh, great in it. Um, Does she have to be American? I always wonder why they make people change their accents. That's a good question. You know, I, I feel, I have a feeling that if she didn't, then it would be a uh, three billboards situation. Mm, Okay. You know, that, that who's this one random Australian character? How did she become the daughter of this person and all this stuff like that? But that's not odd. Yeah. It it threw people more than I thought it was going to. So okay. maybe that was the thing to avoid. It also has Margaret Qualley, uh, Kim Basinger. Ooh, <gasps> I love Kim Basinger. Oh, thank you. I was trying to figure it out. I was like, I've heard so many pronunciations and I don't know which one works. Kim Basinger, I'm in. <laughs> I think that one is right. But yeah, it's hard to know. Um, there was just a, I watched a really funny found footage um, like interview show of somebody outside interviewing theater goers after a movie. And they had just seen the first preview for Michael Keaton's Batman, like Tim Burton, Batman. The yeah. first one. And it was a bunch of people being like, Oh my God, Batman <laughs> has a movie. And it was just so <laughs> fun to go back in time and be like, these people are fundamentally so different from us. Like never in their lives have they had a Batman movie. Like, oh. And we've never not had a Batman movie. Like, it's right. really weird to think about. Anyways, everybody kept talking about Kim because she's in it. Yeah. They kept saying, like, Bassinger, Bassinger, <laughs> Bassinger. And, like, it was so fun to just be like, wow, pre-internet, nobody had any idea how to say anyone's name. That's so funny. That's, like, that feels like such a specific time. It's very, like... I was, it sounds like it's pre-internet, but it's also pre-bat, like that's pre and post-Batman that you saw. That was PB and, and po- PB, I guess, pre and post. Uh-oh. Damn it. <laughs> AD? Oh, we're trying. <laughs> After ABM? There we, oh no. <laughs> we're Listen, doing... There's a reason why our job is not to come up with uh, abbreviations. You're so right. We're proving it every moment. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she plays the the head of the Department of Justice or something like that. Um, it also has Keith David in it, who I always like bringing up. Yeah, he's, he's always good. Yeah, he's always great. Uh, Yaya DaCosta, Bo Knapp, and Matt Bomer. Mm-hmm. Also, I, d- I just looked it up, and Lois Green, who I really loved in Twister. 
Oh, the old lady who makes like really cool metallic art in her yard. Uh, Helen Hunt's aunt. I I never saw Twister. I know because I thought about doing (laughs) Twister before because I think it's an incredible action disaster film. Oh, well, one day, one day, one day I am very down for it. Yeah, I was like, I see a list of names where I'm like, I don't really know most of these people, but I want to throw them her way and see if she's down with any of them. Yeah, they're all like pretty big names, I would say. Oh, good. Quali from uh, The Leftovers, and she had an interesting role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, wow. um, Yeah. I like that she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because this is a 1970s Los Angeles film. Right. Yeah. I'm excited that it's about LA. I don't think I realized that. Totally. Yeah. The The synopsis is super short. It's just in 1970s Los Angeles, a pair of private investigators search for a missing girl and try to solve the murder of an adult film star. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I, and... My first thing that I would say is that I'm intrigued because uh, I love adult film. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I have a history of working uh, with it in a rental capacity. <laughs> and my second feeling is that uh, I feel weird about men handling talking about uh, sex work and pornography. Yeah, you're absolutely right to feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I would say that, like, I would say that this movie, it's it's almost like it's it's not that it's not in it because it is in it, but feels like it's 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 uh, it's very strange i i want to say it's not a big part of the plot but at the same time there are parts that are big for the plot so i don't know what i'm really saying with it but they don't they don't offer a ton of opinions but they do probably offer a couple 70s opinions every once mm-hmm. in a while i'm sure okay. um yeah so but i think you're in the right place with it right now okay <laughs> that's a good that's a good start for this uh, excellent. Starting off with skepticism. <laughs> yes. Important, healthy, necessary, especially for a 70s guys with guns movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they're true. How are you going right. to turn it around? Oh, let's see. Well, I got five reasons and we'll see how I can pull it off. Okay. There are some possibilities. Uh, so the I'm first reason. Oh, well, thank you. The first reason and the most important reason, I'm starting with the most important this time, Ooh, is okay. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> easily the most important reason he is wow. very He's much really what makes this he is okay. doing some very good work in this he plays an awkward private investigator slash single dad of a young girl and is adorable mm. at it mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like He's almost like Hugh Grant level adorable. He has all these physical bits and wow. it's, it's almost bumbling sometimes. <laughs> huh. Okay. I could see that. He has a little bit of a mumbly Joe quality. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's interesting how he does it. And it's very physical. It's, there are many moments where he's like, whoops, I accidentally did this thing. And you're like, oh, oh, Ryan Gosling, you're going to be okay. Mm, okay. Uh, he's very, I mean, he's cute. He's adorable. Him taking care of a girl seems very sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really cool central, like, relationship in it. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it does a lot of good things. Um, and it really grounds the movie a lot to see those two together. But he's mm-hmm. a, he's a very vulnerable guy in this movie. Like he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a single dad and he's dealing with alcoholic sort of issues. And he's really just trying to raise a girl correctly while also being in a super dangerous business. Cause he's a private mm-hmm. investigator. Interesting. Okay. 
The second season of Fargo on FX has like a really cute Colin Hanks plays like a single cop dad who keeps like getting in over his head uh. and he's taking care of a like, I don't know, 12 year old, I think. And I am obsessed with their relationship. So. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think there are bits and pieces of that in this one and she's great. I'm a fan of, of the daughter in this uh, and Gowry Rice uh, does really good work, but mm. I will get to that one a little later. Uh, okay. My second reason is that this movie is very Shane Black, which for people who don't know his stuff quite as well, it's sort of like Martin McDonough light. Mm, okay. <laughs> like it's still dark comedy, uh, but the action emotion balance has shifted a lot, a little bit more towards action and a little less towards those emotional moments. Ah, okay. But it's still like good dark comedy style action. And it's not just shooty shooty action. It's also like, <laughs> dumping it's almost like <laughs> i don't want to ruin any of the jokes but there he does very big jokes well mm, okay and he also has a lot of like shane black style lines which is really fun to watch uh ryan gosling deliver they're sort of these uh a little philosophical while still having guns so very mcdonough-y all right i do like mcdonough so i'm i'm curious Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I would I would definitely recommend Shane Black to anybody who likes Martin McDonough movies. They're uh, they're I, so in the same world for me. I just looked up his other films and the one the only one you didn't mention I actually really love, The Long ah. Kiss Goodnight. Oh, amazing. That movie is so good. It's uh Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson. Ooh, yeah, I've never was, seen it before. I've just heard of it. Oh, it's it's really funny. The action is great. It's mm. sexy. I really really like it a lot. Oh, okay, that's good to hear. Then that's exciting. Okay, I'm glad you got I've that one. Seen the the last action hero, which is pretty funny. Oh, good. Yeah, I've never seen that one either. It's, it's cheesy. It's like <laughs> really '90s, but I think there's some fun like nostalgia qualities to it. If you were alive in the early '90s, it feels um sort of like watching childhood. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I do. I do need to check that out. Yeah, it, it's been. It's interesting to see this guy's career as it progresses because. He's in such he's in so much more of like a non cheesy space now, and it's such more of a of a kiss kiss bang bang feeling. Mm, okay, cool. Yeah, and there are a lot of details too. Like he's a very good detail-y director. Where I think a movie called Bang Bang Kiss Kiss is playing in the background in one of the scenes. That's funny. It's cute. You're right. It's Being a good cute deep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the third movie for me. I mean, the third reason for me for this movie for you, is, <laughs> is that this is a movie where you get to put together the pieces of a big mystery, you know, like a detective movie. Okay, yeah. I, like a, I like a mystery. Oh, good, yeah. It's, it's an engrossing one where you're just like, how does this relate to that? You know, what, what could this, ex how could this be explained? And then you get these little pieces and then something doesn't add up and then something else doesn't. And you're like, oh, no, this could be a trap and all this. And by the end, you kind of, you understand what the whole deal is. And it's it's fulfilling in that way, so yeah, it's it's nice to learn. You know what I mean? It's nice to it's nice yeah. to watch that unravel. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, I like that I, there's a central mystery. Yeah, I I felt when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is the the part of those '70s guys with guns movies that I do appreciate. Where I'm like, okay, as long as they can give me a fulfilling mystery and put it together in a non-dumb way, I think I'm okay. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, and for my fourth reason, I really loved seeing the dynamic between Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. 
uh, Russell Crowe is in this one. He's more of like a, a very self-assured, like here's some violence, but it's just part of the job. And we're all so gentlemen. So this is not personal at all kind of guy. And it plays really well against Gosling's super vulnerable. I don't like violence, uh, but I'm, I've got detective smarts <laughs> and I'm just trying, trying to like keep my life going. <laughs> hmm, okay. I like a good, uh, buddy, buddy cop movie. I would say this is absolutely a, like a, a very perfect representation of one of those. It's a, a good buddy non-cop movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because, like, so you, they're detectives. Yeah, they're definitely, like, guys but who, who operate. In a, yeah, they're, they, they, they're private investigators, so they can go around uh, breaking people's arms and be totally fine with it. I private investigators, I see. Okay. Yeah, that's a, a key distinction, definitely. It is key, yes, because that was going to actually, that was going to be one of my questions for you at the end, but we got there already, so great. Awesome. That's oh. going to be like, I thought we decided no more cops on this show. Right, exactly. No otherwise. You're so right. Oh, yeah, I was, I was watching for that. I was like, okay, what are they? Okay, good. He maybe was on, maybe Gosling was on the force at one point and then quit to do his own thing, mm-hmm. and Russell Crowe was just like a dude who stopped someone in a diner, a civilian who was like, had a shotgun and became famous for that. And so he just kind of became a sort of an enforcer of, of good things. Like he's, he's defending the, at the beginning of the movie, he's, he's talking to, um, like, I think, I, I guess what he's doing is he's like, Oh, this like 13 year old is dating a 26 year old for weed. I'm going to punch this dude in the face and say, Hey, stop dating little girls. Hmm. Okay. That's good. Yeah. He starts in a really like protective, positive place. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And it's got little bits of like that, that McDonough-y thing where it's like wrestling with your humanity a little and like, do you kill people? Do you not kill people? It's, it's right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. all been taking those notes from that notebook. God, I, know, I, go back and, <laughs> I go back and forth on uh, vigilanteism. Smart call. I, <laughs> I used to be pretty against it. Now I'm kind of coming back around towards it because uh, it's starting to feel like all we have. <laughs> yeah, it's a complicated thing when when the bedrock of a society is a really shitty version of ju- of of like uh, of bureaucratic justice that doesn't really do the trick and is designed to keep people down. So yeah, it's it's yeah. it's what you got. <laughs> yeah, huh. it's a okay. tough call. Yeah, I really, I mean, I know the three billboards uh, came under fire for like a, a lot of uh, reasons that were coming from a a place that I agree with, but mm-hmm. I I really liked the vigilante aspect of that movie a lot, and mm-hmm. I also didn't think that um, Sam Rockwell's character was sympathetic. Uh, I Correct. Think they, like, yeah, I think that's the key is like is when you watch main characters and you're like, oh, this person, why are we supposed to feel bad? And I'm like, well, you're not. It's just, (laughs) I think it's just saying something interesting about like showing people as multidimensional is that like when you learn more about people, you can't see them as like one general thing to hate. So it just made that character a lot more complex and uh interesting but it doesn't i don't think he was good like i still hated him yeah he's still a dummy and a monster it's just like hey huge monster yeah yeah, like we get to understand that we it's it's important to do the work to understand huge dummies and monsters (laughs) but uh it's definitely not redemption in any sense of the word just to see that 
that uh, that Hitler was an artist. That's not enough, you know. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It makes him like a more interest. Like it's fa- it's fascinating because it's like, wow, yeah, people are truly multidimensional, no matter how terrible they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's oh, there's but, so much there. <laughs> I think it's helpful because it's like this is why you know it's men close ranks around each other. Oh. you know, it's like sexual assault, and why people close ranks around cops and things because we're like, well, I I know him and he's a good guy, and it's like, oh. yeah, everybody's good guy like everybody is loved by somebody like yeah, most and what, rapists have friends and parents that care about them yeah <laughs> and a lot of the times what it's really saying is like i want to have cognitive dissonance so i don't have to deal with uh like conflict in my life in that way and so i'm just gonna pretend to be in the dark while protecting this awful person <laughs> Yeah, it's and it's our obsession with like good versus evil that's right. definitely, you know, been pushed through our common culture narratives, you know. Yeah, it's story. so defined. It's so defined by those narratives and it's so much more complex than it'll ever really be in in art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, then I yeah, that's what I'm interested in stories that kind of explore that working outside of societal like forms and Mm. expectations of justice. And I don't know. I don't necessarily think that violence is justice either, although it can be in certain situations. So it's, I don't know. I'm always. Violence is not justice. That's a good call. It's, it's. I mean, sometimes when you're being oppressed and there's no other way, like words can only take you so far if the person oppressing you only speaks in violence. Right. It's more of a stopping measure. And if it's effective as a stopping measure, then it's effective as a measure. But if it's not, then it's just pure frustration and just kind of a thing to, to do for you that doesn't have real effects except creating enemies. It's, it's yeah. just a cycle at that point. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and it just matters intention too. Like I think sometimes people um, enact violence as just being in chaos mode where it's like, okay, right. you're just adding to a complicated situation. You're not making things any better. Yeah. If you have emotional distance from it, then it, then it can be used as a, t- as a tool that makes sense in certain contexts. But if you don't have any emotional distance from it, then uh, who knows <laughs> so much. And who knows? Who knows? Um, well, keep keep going. You've brought up a lot of uh, interesting points. Okay, that's good. I like that. Uh, my my fifth reason is that it's got a lot of great characters on the side. It's like very good side character movie where you kind of you care a lot about. Everybody has good details. It's a good details mm-hmm. movie. Like he really doesn't skimp on those characters. Like Matt Bomer plays this like confident evil hitman. And you love seeing that in a movie like this where you're just like, holy shit, that's the guy. He's so, he is so like stoic and you know that he's just confident and awful. And I always like seeing those characters when people can pull them off and he does a really good job with it. That's Matt Bomer's character? Yeah. And you don't even see him for most of it. It's a very big surprise. And yeah, it's interesting to finally see him. Mm. it's one of those characters that's interesting too because matt bomer is gay and so i feel like that adds like an extra level like you don't get to see gay actors portraying characters like that right totally yeah he does such a great job with it i know i don't really know anything about him at all uh i was just like who's this dude oh he's good at this thing wow so that's good to hear yeah i know a lot of people that really like him i don't know that much about him Mm. He was in uh, like uh, a, um, American Horror Story. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I still need to check that out. One day, one day. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, like it's, 
aesthetically engaging um with weak storytelling but Oof, yeah it's I feel like got, I've been it, experiencing that lately. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Murphy's an ideas man. Uh, he's mm. not really a good storyteller, so he always starts really strong, and then the end is cobbled together in a strange way, usually. Yuck. Oh, that's not good. And yeah, I, mean, I just keep watching it because I'm like, I love, <laughs> I love the aesthetics because it's a lot of really fun. It starts very fun each time, so it tricks me. Yes. Some things will just carry you through even though you see that weakness hmm yeah it's I saw, just one of those things that when you're running out of time you're like well I'm not going to give time to a thing that like I know isn't going to be a big payoff that's a really good thing to know in advance that's yeah. a great point uh there's also uh Bo Knapp is in this movie as a really really punchable annoying crime guy hmm. and it's very satisfying to see his entire uh his entire character I don't want to say arc but just every time you see him on screen you're you're ready for what he's giving you. Hmm, okay. And it, it's kind of like an Andy Samberg if you really hated him and he was going to kill people. <laughs> oh, I love Andy Samberg. I can't imagine hating him. That's perfect then. <laughs> then get ready for some sideburns and craziness. Uh, terrific. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but yeah, it's just a really it's just a really fun fun watch uh of a movie. That's that's we... my bonus reason. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Did, was that all five reasons already? Wow, that was right. All right, yeah, um, yeah. I'm on the fence still. That's uh, fair. I gotta say, I am. I've seen like almost every movie that Ryan Gosling has done. Although I did, do not care for Only God Forgives and Drive. I'm like whatever about those. Mm. But most of the time, I really like him. I think this is essential for the Gosling canon. I'll say it. Oh, wow. It is. Wow. He's so fun to watch in this movie. Okay. <laughs> I am really intrigued by this. And we typically have a same sense of humor around that kind of stuff. So mm. I feel like I will like it. I think, um, I, think, I think you would. I think that you would enjoy this one. Okay. I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm extra touchy right now because there's like a lot of really fucked up stuff going on with, um, the porn industry online currently. And so I'm Ooh. like, I'm just thinking about like how, Ooh, uh, I should, maybe I could find a way to clarify this actually. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Clarify. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, it's le- it's, it's not actually about the porn industry, even okay. though it starts with the death of a porn star. It's okay. more, it's more about, it's, it's more about a lot of things. It's more about some corporate <laughs> stuff. Uh, it's funny because I don't want to unravel the mystery at all, but I do want to, I do want to say that, that, um, the porn There's industry. There's not a lot of like porn stereotype stuff. N- no, like the porn industry is a lead rather than a result. Okay. Okay. Or, okay. That or like be... a full, it's not even a full context. It's more just them going around and trying to solve this thing in all of the sort of ways and angles that uh, PIs do. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I am intrigued. Nice. I, this feels like a movie that I would watch on my own, mm. like in an afternoon. I like that. I think that's smart. Like not a night, not like a, I'm digging in 
it's night. <laughs> yeah, th- this this is not this is not an emotional movie. This is not a movie that will make you feel things. This is a movie that right. will have you having fun watching Ryan Gosling be a bumbling guy who keeps dropping his gun and things like that. I'm just kind of bummed I didn't see it in the theaters because I those are the types of movies that I enjoy watching in the theaters. This would have been a good theater watch. That's a good call. Yeah, there was like a really dumb movie I saw in the theaters that like I don't think was good. But mm-hmm. I had a really good time watching it. Um, and it's Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. And um, it's, uh, I remember nothing about it. Why did I even bring it up? The Hitman's <laughs> Bodyguard. Okay. Interesting. In 2017. And it was really funny. But I, I'm kind of embarrassed because I was like, I don't actually think this is good. But we saw it in the theater and we like laughed the whole time. I'm like, that was fully entertaining (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean sometimes that's all it needs to be right like this one this one it feels it feels a little smarter than than some movies like that i'll say which is a good Mm -hmm. thing um even though it doesn't maybe manifest itself in any particular way for it okay (laughs) i mean i've watched a lot of trash so i don't know why i'm being so (laughs) uppity about this one i think it's because i'm really trying to limit my intake of straight men yeah that's a good thing really yeah (laughs) thank you yeah it's a very good thing so i'm i'm a little more skeptical i think that's very healthy i think that i think that watch i think hmm, maybe maybe the single dad angle is a better move for that angle wise possibly yeah, no, I mean, uh, I can get down with a single dad. Nice. Oh, my. Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's on Prime right now, so maybe I will, um, maybe I'll watch that. We have Isaac's grandmother pays for Prime, so we get oh. it for free. We don't support Amazon, but we get all the perks. Oh, I love that. Doing that good work. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's a good place for, uh, I think that's about the area that I was hoping to bring you to. I like oh, good. That. Well, you know what? I would have never considered watching this until now. So yeah, that's perfect. I think comparing it to like comparing it to Seven Psychopaths is like the most appealing thing for me to do. And I would mm-hmm. say that this one is better. This one's more fun and better. And you know, um, I just looked at, yeah. uh, I just looked it up on Letterboxd, and a ton of people I follow on there gave it four to five stars. I didn't know mm-hmm. this movie was considered to be good. Okay, right. All right, all right. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a good one. It's one of the few like this that I like. <laughs> all right, I'm adding it to my watch list on Letterboxd. Where oh, do you guys um... follow me by searching my name? <laughs> oh, perfect. I have Speaking a whole of on Letterboxd for you need to see this films. Yes. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, speaking of finding things on the internet uh, if you've seen the nice guys hit us up on facebook or twitter or instagram find us and let us know what you think of it follow us on there tell us what we need to see and join the facebook group to talk about films with us <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so fun uh do you have any recommendations for this very week uh yeah i watched i rewatched uh bill and ted and mm. uh they were so fun still. I don't know if anybody has rewatched um, Excellent Journey um, and Bogus. No, what is it? Oh, my Bog- God. Bog- uh, Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey, right? Thank you. Excellent oh, Adventure yeah. and Bogus Journey. They're still really fun. And then I, re-wa- I watched the new one, and I loved it. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I recommend. If you're a Bill and Ted fans, I thought it was a delight. Very I- cool. 
I fucking love. I mean, they're both such great people. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters are just mm-hmm. so lovely. Oh. And yeah, I want to. Alex Winter has a office space above or we're in the same building as Video Tech. And so one a couple of our a couple of our customers, or excuse me, he's a customer at our at the store, but I've never gotten to see him before. But a couple of my coworkers have. Oh, that's so cool. I know. I'm just like, please, I love the Lost Boys so much. Oh, one day. It's in your future, hopefully. Thank you. What's your recommendation, Cozy? Uh, My recommendation for this week is to check out Chatterbot Records. They recently went on an uh, indefinite hiatus, which really bummed me out. But then I looked into it, and it sounds like it's a really important mental health move for the owner. So very much full support on that. Um, I, I don't. I don't know if I'm even recommending to buy stuff from them because that sounds like a lot of work and stuff to deal with for them, you know, like packing and being an o- a label owner on hiatus. But I don't know. Do something where you pay them somehow. <laughs> um, uh, they have some really amazing twinkly emo bands like Origami Angel and Shirley Temple and Michael Sarah Palin. So check them out. Okay. Well, I don't know anything about that. So thank you for that recommendation. Oh, hell yeah. They're, I love a label that feels that personal. Like they'd make all these cool videos that felt really personal and did all these covers. It was just, I don't see that often enough. So cool. <laughs> well, terrific. I love that. Um, we need more independent artists like that in general. So I hate to see that they're well, like you said, it's for mental health, which is important. Yeah, so I hope it's only temporary. Health. It sounded I like such a rough that. situation. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I, it's so hard when you don't have backing. Right. It's so important. independent artists. And it's just like, yeah, we have to make everything on our own, pay for everything. Like It's so much. Create structure. There's nobody there who's like helping at all. So it's it's exhausting. Yeah. The owner made this really great um, video where it was just complete emotional honesty about what they were going through. And I was like, oh my God, I get it. This is rough. Yeah. Well, uh, our hearts go out to them and I hope they're able to take the time that they need to reflect and recharge so that they can come back and do what they love. Oh, so very much. Yes. Uh, do you have any plugs for this week? Uh, this week, no. I, uh, I'm just excited to roll into the new year. Same. Um, yeah. As always, uh, listen to It's Always Halloween. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, follow me on Letterboxd. I was last year doing a ton of reviews, I guess this year. But then the <laughs> malaise of 2020 really got to me. So oh, of course. I, we have a new year starting and I want to each year I'm like, I'm going to track every film I watch and I always sputter out around April or May. Mm. So another new year resolution for me is to try and track every film I watch. That's a good res. I like it. Oh, I, I've know? never, never tried that before, but I, I feel like I probably should have by now. Well, I, I usually do books too. And that was actually really mm. easy to, to do this year because I only finished one book this year. <laughs> Oh no! I, only read, I know one <laughs> book, start to finish, uh, which was the Southern Vampire, the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix, which I loved, and I read in like three days. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Oh yeah, I don't. I honestly have probably only finished one myself this year. <laughs> it's just so hard. I'm, I, you know, I'm in the middle of five or six. So right, yeah, <laughs> relatable. <laughs> what about you? Anything to plug? 
Uh, no. Resolutions? No, not plugs, but resolutions are probably going to be the same for this year. They're like these weird half resolutions where you're kind of like, if I can, if, if next year gets better, then I can do it. But, <laughs> you know, be more social. Um, oh, right. That does make a difference. Yeah. Like, it, it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I can't ask my friends to go hang out, but I can do some more Zooms. And I've done some good Zooms this year, so I think I got a little of it. Good job. Thank you. And just like health things and TV writing, career stuff, all the usual good shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for you. I think it's still like you don't want to put pressure on yourself, but right. goals I find really helpful. I, a lot of people I know get bummed about like if they don't reach a goal, so they don't set a goal so that the goal doesn't depress them. But sure. I just want to encourage people that goals, it's not a threat. Like. <laughs> It's okay. Goals can be like really, really big um, or they can be very, very small. And honestly, the smaller you make your goals, the better, like the more realistic. And part of following through on a goal is just breaking a goal down into like several steps. Yes. Concrete, actionable steps are the best. Yeah. So don't do something like I want to be like I want to be on Letterman this year. Oh my God, how old am I? Uh, that doesn't exist. I want to be on like the. St- I want to be the stand-up on like Late Night with Conan or whatever. Right. Nothing that requires gatekeepers is really it. Yeah, like you're not necessarily in control of that goal, but not a goal a that's like, yeah, but a goal that's like, I want to, I want to hit a hundred mics this year. Yeah. So that, that you can do because there are online comedy shows. So like. What do you need to do to do that? Lists out all the shows. List out all the people who can introduce you to more shows. <laughs> you know, make a follow everybody you need to follow on social media. Like though, anything with actionable steps. Oh, um, the best. <laughs> that's my unsolicited, but I think very good New Year's advice for everybody. That's accurate as hell. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, audience, give us a five-star rating if you enjoy our stuff. Leave us a review if you would like to say hello in review form, and we'll read it on the air. Uh, and subscribe to our podcast so, so so it lets you know every time we put out an episode every Monday. Uh, special thanks to our audio engineer, Pete Burns. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Pete. And thank you, audience, so much for listening to You Need to See This. I had like two, three drinks tops. Yeah, that's why you can't walk straight. Oh, excuse me, I'm carrying a dead body and I have a schwanz in my face, so I'm sorry I'm not Kishnerov. You can't even say Baryshnikov. You did, didn't you? You yeah. fell down the mill. You get drunk, you lose your gun, you take your header off the balcony, and now you're gonna tell me it's like a, a hallowed time on a detective ploy, right? It was very slippery up there, okay? I was, I was in the pool. You were in the pool? Yeah. Why? I had to question the mermaids. What were you doing while I was working?